I want to talk to you a little bit about our sponsor, Rough Greens. Uh, Rough Greens, this is the jumpstart trial bag that you can get right now just to see if your dog will eat it. Uh, you put a, I take a couple of tablespoons, yes. Regular dog up to 40 pounds, one tablespoon, two tablespoons on the dog's food. If you got a big hulking dog like I do. Um, and this is, this is just so you know your dog will eat it. Uh, we don't want you to have to pay for it if you're... If your dog's not going to eat it, uh, we'll send it to you from Rough Greens. And if your dog eats it and loves it as much as my dog, then you put it in because uh, it will change your dog's health, his attitude, uh, and his eating habits, quite honestly. It is full of all the good stuff that your dog needs. It's Jumpstart Bag from Rough Greens. You go to Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. That's roughgreens.com slash back. Home today uh, because uh, my back is uh, really out again. And uh, so far not taking any medication for it. So I should be okay, Stu. No repeat of yesterday's show. <laughs> That's probably good for America. Yeah. Well, good for our careers, at least. Uh, coming up, one of the craziest shows or craziest stories I've ever told on the air. thing you need to know about the next half hour is <clears throat> i believe and i think after hearing it Stu will will agree i have the most frightening and craziest story i have ever had to report on now i've seen some crazy stuff but nothing like that and we begin in 60 seconds Let me tell you about American financing. When you're looking at the rest of 2021, most market experts think it's pretty unlikely that mortgage rates are going to go, you know, stay down in the 2% range. They don't think we're going to be able to sustain this for very long without uh, massive inflation. I think massive inflation is cooked into the deal uh, myself. Uh, it's going to get harder and harder for you to get a loan. May I highly recommend you go to AmericanFinancing.net. This is a family-owned and operated uh, organization that works for you and not for the banks. So if you want to refi, you want to uh, lower your mortgage interest, you could save hundreds, if not $1,000 a month. Just by going to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net. They're waiting for your call now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The... And, Stu, I want you to verify this. The craziest, most terrifying story I have ever had to report on is uh, is today. <laughs> really? <laughs> I want you to I want you to tell me, first of all, let's start with um, 
Nike denying involvement with Little Nas, Little Nas X. Is that it? Yeah. His mm-hmm. Satan shoes. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with this story? I am. Yes. Okay. This is not the craziest story yet. It's a build up to it. Old Town Road singer raised hell over the weekend when he released his uh, version of the Nike classic Air Max 97 featuring the symbol uh, 666 red ink and a single drop of human blood in the shoes. Uh, They're made for a thousand dollars. They have the uh, scripture Luke 10, uh, 18 on the side, which references uh, Satan's banishment from heaven Uh, and Nike had to come out over the weekend and distance themselves from this saying, uh, we don't have anything to do with the spooky shoes. Really? Uh, he said, y'all got to admit the shoes hard. You can't sit here and lie. Now he also has released a video, uh, where he falls into hell and gives the devil a lap dance after leading, leaving the garden of Eden. So I think we're on the right track here. As a society, uh, I don't know about you, but I think we're okay. Now, uh, this is not the craziest story yet, but we're getting closer. This from the Washington Times. <clears throat> On February 23rd of this year, the Satanic Temple of Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston filed a lawsuit against the state of Texas alleging certain state-mandated abortion regulations violated their religious liberty of the members. It violates also the temple's religious teachings. So the Satanic Temple wants its followers to be exempt from such regulations, and the temple has members across the country, including Texas. They they say it is legal to get an abortion in Texas, but the procedure is banned after 20 weeks unless it is a life threatening medical condition uh, or the fetus has a severe abnormality. If a person is eligible, the state requires them to get a sonogram and receive the paperwork about medical risks, adoption alternatives and developmental stages of the fetus. The state then requires a woman to wait 24 hours after receiving the sonogram and paperwork before she can go through with the abortion. The observer continues, but the temple's members consider abortion a ritualistic practice, according to co-founder and spokesperson. The state regulations have disrupted this ritual. We have a distinct kind of procedure for this, said Mr. Greaves. And in uh, and in no part of this do we include getting sonograms or any other medical unnecessary acts as are required by Texas. Therefore, the imposition of those things we feel is a violation of our religious liberty. He goes further. The ritual goes like this. Are you still with me, Stu? Uh, yes, I am. Glenn. Yeah, this is not the craziest story I've uh, okay. I've had to ever report on. Mm-hmm. But it's getting close, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty crazy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the ritual goes like this. Before the abortion takes place, a member of the Satanic Temple will look at her reflection, be reminded of her personhood and responsibility to herself, take deep breaths, focus on her intent, and make herself comfortable. When she's ready, she will say the third and fifth tenant of the temple aloud. Uh, I'm not going to... 
I'm not going to quote this exactly, but it talks about how only your will is the one that matters. Do you have to say Beetlejuice three times at any point in the ceremony? You know, I I don't Mm -hmm. joke about this kind of stuff because I think these people are serious. Mm -hmm. Um, They talk about and the 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 first one is that it's your will that matters. And then the second one is about how scientific understanding should rule your belief. Um after the abortion, the woman will return to her reflection and cite her personal affirmation, uh, yada, 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 but it ends with, by my will, it is done. So I think that we are entering a new stage here uh, in our society where the satanic temple is claiming that it is their religious right to go through a ritual of abortion. Now, would you like to hear the uh, the latest and like to hear the craziest story I've ever had to report on? Because <laughs> that wasn't it. Here it is. You know what? Let me take a quick break because I don't want to interrupt it. So can we take a quick break here? Uh, and uh, then we'll give you that story. Patriot Mobile is our sponsor. Time is running out for you to get a free premiere activation with Patriot Mobile. So hurry and make the switch now. Uh, I don't know what you're paying for with your mobile service with one of the big mobile companies, but I'm willing to bet it's a lot more than you'd have to pay for the same service if you switch over to Patriot Mobile. And I do mean the same service. They're on the same cell towers as the big boys, and their, their dedication to their customers is really, truly amazing. Unlike Verizon, who will send a portion of your bill to leftist causes like Planned Parenthood, speaking of abortion, without caring at all that you don't approve, Patriot Mobile donates to conservative causes, and they're up front with you about all of that. It's the kind of company that you want to work with. You can um, check them out today. This month, you will get free premiere activation where they set the phone up for you, and you'll get a special gift with the offer code BECK. Same service, lower price, and the values you believe in. So go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Stu... You remember when we talked about the uh, curriculum in California and uh, how there's this this new uh, ethnic studies curriculum, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And what, what, what was your understanding of that? What, what, what was happening in that story? What was the bad part of that story? Uh, um, it seemed like there were several bad parts of the story, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. been I don't remember exactly the details mm-hmm. of it. Mm hmm. Well, they left out Asians and Jews as, right, you know, yeah. uh, okay, so yeah. <laughs> there's something else that's a little bigger than that, and I want to thank the National Review for uh, tipping us on this. Apparently, for the sake of the state's school children, we have to set the record straight on the uh, blood-soaked worship of ancient deities, In an article from the National Review, the Board of Education in California recently voted unanimously 
to approve the ethnic studies model curriculum for use in all of the state's public schools. This curriculum, the National Review says, is probably the most radical, ideologically loaded educational document ever offered up for public consideration in the free world. Here's why. Students are to be taught that white Christian settlers committed theocide against indigenous tribes when they arrived in the New World by murdering Native American gods and replacing them with the Christian God. According to the curriculum, this replacement ushered in a regime defined by coloniality, dehumanization, and genocide, and the explicit erasure, erasure and replacement of holistic uh, indigenous uh, gods and their humanity. But all is not lost, for students are also going to learn that they have the power and the responsibility to build a social order defined by counter-genocide, which will eventually supplant the last vestiges of colonial Christianity and pave the way for, and I'm quoting, regeneration of indigenous, estimistic, uh, and cultural futility, uh, uh, future, futurity, I can't, a future that is, is, has the old gods and is culturally in line with what the indigenous people wanted to do. Okay, so the curriculum presents pagan gods of the Aztec Empire as worthy objects of study and veneration. Here's what they are doing. The ethnic studies, the students, will be led by their teachers in the ethnic studies community chant. First, students will clap and chant to the god, I don't know, Kezapoloka, Uh, whom the Aztecs traditionally worshipped with human sacrifice and cannibalism. They clap and chant, asking him for the power to be warriors for social justice. Then the students chant to the gods, uh, to the god uh, Quasicotl, and then some H-god and an (laughs) X-god, seeking healing estimation. healing of religious doctrines and a revolutionary spirit. Do you have this? So they're chanting, they're clapping, they're doing a community chant directly to these gods, asking for a revolutionary spirit and a healing of the culture that lost these gods and a uh, reestablishment of, of that culture and these gods now one of these gods uh was the deity of war and inspired hundreds of thousands of human sacrifices during the aztec rule the chant comes to a climax with the request for liberation transformation and decolonization then the students shout penche bay penche bay in the pursuit of critical consciousness. Now, Stu, Mm -hmm. before I tell you what these gods did and why they're worthy of praying to here, um, 
Do you remember the uh, book I wrote, uh, The Eye of Moloch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. And remember how crazy that sounded? Mm-hmm. I mean, even I thought that sounded crazy. At the time, I, it was a fiction yeah. book. Well, it was a fiction book. <laughs> yes. And it is based on the god of Moloch, which is, uh, you know, the Bohemian Grove. And uh, it's where people went out in the ancient days and they would have promiscuous sex. They would uh, chant and praise uh, the god Moloch. And then they would perform nine months later ritual sacrifices of their children. And all of the things that we're doing now, uh, this book uh, laid out in fiction, uh, we're kind of worshiping the Eye of Moloch. We're kind of worshiping that same God without knowing it. Well, here we are knowingly worshiping the Aztec gods. Now, what do you know about the Aztecs, Stu? <laughs> Very little, I would say. Very little. Uh, that's why but, I need to take these classes, apparently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you, are you familiar with their temples and the pyramids and what happened there? Yeah, I mean, you know, I knew it in high school, I'm sure. It's okay. been a long time, though. So they had, these gods loved human sacrifice. And they would lay out their sacrificial victim on a stone at the top of the god's pyramids they would then carve out the said victim's heart while he or she was still alive then roll the body down the side of the pyramid at the base of the temple it was then dismembered and disposed of and or eaten now the the estimate has been historically that they did this to only 80,400 people that were sacrificed, you know, over the course of a four-day celebration. Now, historians say that's ridiculous, 80,000 people. It was only 20,000 people. I think 20,000 is enough to say, "Mm, that's a little crazy. Now, the other god that they're worshiping, is even in a less attractive figure. He really liked the sacrifice of children. And the remains of more than 40 boys and girls were discovered at the excavation site of the Great Pyramid, uh, most bearing the marks of severe and prolonged torture. And um, the, uh, you know, the pictographs that are, you know, the Aztec pictographs show that the uh, children uh, were crying out before being sacrificed uh, because, well, they were they were they were tortured. Um, but the tears of innocent children were pleasing to the god, and so they they did everything they could to make sure their little victims were crying uh, before and throughout the ceremony, so the smoke of the sacrificial fire would carry their tears up to the gods in heaven. Uh, At the moment of death, they needed to be screaming out. And so what they did is uh, first they began with the bones of the children being broken, their hands and feet burned, carvings etched into their flesh while they're still alive, then paraded before everybody in town uh, during a ritual while crying out. 
insufficient tears uh, from the children were believed to result in insufficient rains for the crops that year. So no brutality was uh, spared. If somebody was like, you know, hey, I'll give you something to cry about. They kind of meant that, you know, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Uh, At the end of it all, the mutilated victims were all burned alive. So um, that's good stuff. Now, the third God that is being taught and chanted to now in uh, schools in California is thought to be the most powerful God of the Aztec gods. He held sway over darkness, night, sorcery and witchcraft. He also had the uh, power, you know, within himself to disrupt the uh, the uh, the social order. And he was uh, he was the God that they all really feared. He was worshipped with many different forms of sacrifice. One of these involved dressing the victim in a splendid warrior regalia and then tying him to a stake or to a wall. And then they would do battle with him uh, in a, you know, in a mocking sort of way uh, because he was tied to a wall. And uh, then after they humiliated and uh, tortured him, uh, they 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 went an extra step in the torture just to entertain the god uh for as long as the god could be entertained until this person finally died so those are the ones that the californians uh the teachers union and uh those who are putting the curriculum for ethnic studies together those are the gods that they think really need to be worshipped and brought back uh in our understanding uh because that uh that whole Christian God uh, was only about oppression. Gang, we are in we are in biblical sized trouble right now. The because of COVID, our church membership is below fifty percent for the very first time. Thousands of churches have closed and people are not going back. I truly believe that this COVID uh, plan where they have closed our churches uh, was an evil act. And I think it was intentional to break the back and break the habit of many, many Christians. We are under attack from the forces of darkness unlike i've ever seen before this is now past and part of the curriculum in california and what is it we're talking about what is it we're worried about today because the soul of our nation and the soul of our children is at stake this is the glenn Beck program Never stop to think how many times your personal information is being moved around on the Internet. Credit card numbers, social security numbers, all of the things about you that could give a cyber criminal just the edge he needs to steal your identity. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives. And every day you put your information at risk on the Internet. And in an instant, your cyber criminal could harm what's yours, your finances, your credit, even your good name and reputation. If they detect that your information has been compromised, 
Their dedicated team of restoration specialists will help you clean up the mess. So the cyber criminal, uh, it can, you know, go on and you're left with a mess, except they have a team that will clean that up. Now, nobody can, you know, stop all of this stuff. Nobody can prevent it all. But LifeLock is the best in the business, and they're there to help you in case there is a problem. Get 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get 25% off now. LifeLock.com. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll get uh, 20, or actually, no, I think a control, 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Use the promo code control. This is the Glenn Beck program. So glad that you've tuned in today. Uh, especially uh, <laughs> after that uplifting opening, uh, what children are going to be studying in California. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, it is. I mean, you don't always get to worship ancient pagan gods in yeah. school uh, I, and uh, and chant for their uh, for them to help you be a revolutionary. I'm conflicted as to what the worst part of this is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's several competitors for that. There, title. there are. There are. Yes. Yeah. So one mm. would be you know the fact that it's a statewide mandate, right? That mm-hmm, so this mm-hmm. is this craziness is not just limited to like you know it's some little district near berkeley that's no, doing no, something crazy all of california all of california mm-hmm. remember california yeah. we have a lot of listeners in california uh mm-hmm. these are people we're sorry for that <laughs> we're, we're sorry for that we're sorry for what you're going through right now right uh, we are your lifeline <laughs> and that's very sad <laughs> you have a chance to recall your governor very soon that might help some of this right uh, but it, it, it's not only because I, I learned some of this stuff, as I mentioned, like back in high school, I remember learning about the Aztecs and all the crazy stuff that they did. There's nothing oh, yeah, wrong no, no, with no. learning about no, of course wild not. cultures and people who did terrible, terrible things, as we would advocate for. Right. I mean, we've seen right. history get erased at times mm-hmm. when we don't want it to be mm-hmm. erased. Uh, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's two parts of this. One, you're essentially participating in the rituals, which I think. Yeah, well, that's the chanting, mm-hmm. the chanting to be for that God to make you a warrior for social justice is probably, you know, probably a problem. A tad over uh, the line. Yeah. In fact, like, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. even say some of the stuff that was in the story. Because you didn't want to be participating in one of their ceremonies. <laughs> in a ritual. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's. It, it is terrifying what we are doing. It is not. We're no longer just saying, hey, there's nothing special about Christianity or, hey, Christianity never did anything good. We're now bringing back pagan mm. evil, pagan gods and teaching our children how to chant to them for power to restore and to stop colonialism and to bring all of that culture back to this land. Yeah. Are we crazy? Yeah, that's that's not good. That's not a good thing. And in addition to that, no. you kind of blew you blew by it pretty quickly there, but there's also the vilification of Christianity and our founders and uh, the foundations of this country. I mean, they're calling it what theocide, was it? Theocide. Theocide. That are that are um, anyone who came from Europe committed theocide on all of these wonderful gods uh, of the natives here. Right. I got news for you. Do, do you know why the pilgrims, uh, the first compact and the, and the first treaty with pilgrims 
And the longest running treaty in the history of America, and I mean that as a continent, the longest running treaty was with the pilgrims and the Indians were the ones who violated it. And do you know why? Because they didn't like the missionaries committing theocide on their culture. Now, they didn't force it. The many of the Native Americans wanted to know about the white man's God. And so they were taught by the pilgrims and by missionaries. And they accepted that because their God told them that it was okay. And in fact, the only right way to live to when you had a war, you would capture the people and you would torture them to death. Uh, You didn't keep them. Uh, I mean, you know, some of the gods said it was okay to keep them as slaves. In fact, a little known fact that always is left out in our history is the number of black slaves that the Native Americans took on the Trail of Tears. So, yeah, the white man was oppressing the red man, but the red man was also oppressing the black man. Oh, dear God. The gods of this land were really not good. Any of the gods, if you want to tell me that the Christian God is worse than the God that is demanding sacrifice of children or okaying cannibalism, you go have a good time. You live in that world. I refuse to go with you. I like your summary of it. The cannibal gods were really not good. (laughs) <laughs> Thank mm, you. you <laughs> well, I'm trying to break it down so all school children can understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't you can't even say that now in schools. You couldn't say that. The cannibal gods, not so good. How are you? Who are you to judge? Yeah, cultural differences, Glenn. You have to embrace other cultures. Yeah, and, uh, there's no better culture than any other culture. That There's only been, every culture is equal, with the exception, of course, of ours, which is evil. But every other mm-hmm. culture is equal. There's been no difference at all. You know what? Imprisoning women and throwing, uh, you know, gays off of rooftops because you don't want any to exist in your nation like Iran has done. Uh, that's just a cultural difference, and we're not supposed to be critical of that whatsoever. Amen, brother. By the way, uh, the quasi-official body tied to the Loudoun County of Virginia Public Schools on Friday, we told you about this, pledged to silence the opposition. Now, what the opposition is are parents who question the school's adoption of controversial race ideologies. Any of this sound like what we're just talking about? They doubled down after revelations of the list and the stated purpose of which was to infiltrate, hack, and expose such parents. They wrote on Twitter, there is strength in numbers, and we do believe wholeheartedly that united we can and will silence the opposition. We ask you to please support our call of action by engaging in these five small but impactful actions to help us in our mission of advancing equity through action. So the call to action consisted of items as refrain from opening and clicking or sharing any article, tweet or Facebook post from any group that seeks to sow the seeds of untruth, hate and distrust. Uh, the the equity policies are critical race theory. 
and if you're against this now, you will be silenced. That is their goal. That is the goal of all of the people that are currently seemingly in power in our country and especially in our schools and in our government to silence you, to silence anyone. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. If you are being silenced, you are you are complying because you do not have to remain silent. Yes, it may and probably will be used against you at some point. But it is a badge of honor at this point. You are required to do it. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. As we continue to speak out uh, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. on the blaze, I'm going to go back into the global reengineering of our society. It goes by a whole bunch of different names, sometimes little, you know, nifty catchphrases like build back better. Some are calling it the Green New Deal. Some call it the Great Reset. Others don't call it anything at all. They're infiltrating our schools with curriculum. They call them things like corporate social responsibility and critical race theory. But no matter what they call it or what method they use, it is all about the same thing. Control and power and money. Power taken from you and given to those that sit in our holy temples in Washington, D.C., and shared with their new partners, the largest corporations in the world. One of their big tools in forcing this outcome is using something called ESG scores. I'm going to teach you all about the ESG score. Tomorrow, we are in great detail about what the banks and investment firms are involved in. One of them reached out to us, what was it, last week, two weeks ago. They wanted us to know that this is not going to affect the little guy. It's just for educational use to help people and companies know who and what they're putting their money in. Really? It's just to help you. When we pushed them on that fact, it kind of fell apart. Their only thing was, well, but we're not doing that. We would never do that. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I feel better. It's like when Ray Kurzweil said, Google's never going to go evil. We just wouldn't do that. Oh, okay. Well, you know, all of human history tells me opposite of that but okay i'm prepared to believe you we're going to talk about it a little bit uh, later on in today's program and give you some of the details on that but that is happening tomorrow also steve dace is coming up in just a second he has a uh, uh he has a new book out um the uh, faucian bargain dr fauci uh, he has a very different look at uh, Fauci, um, probably not a very different look than what you might have, uh, but a very different look to uh, uh, at uh, uh, Dr. Fauci from the mainstream media. Yes, yes, what they will claim is more misrepresentation coming up in just a few minutes. Stand by. 
Let me uh, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Uh, it's my pillow. Um, I sleep on the my pillow every single night, and I get the best sleep. I do not toss and turn. You know how you wake up and you have to refluff your pillow. This is the amazing thing about my pillow. You put your fists through my pillow. It could be really flat. You put your fists through each end of the my pillow to fluff it up, and I don't know, but there's some sort of weird pillow structure in it that it it fluffs up and it doesn't change all night. It is bizarre, but it will help you sleep like a baby. Uh, it will guarantee the most restful, deep healing sleep of your life. Now, they've got incredible things going on right now. They have a mattress topper that turns an even uncomfortable bed into a comfortable one. You can get 30% off the map mattress topper plus two standard my pillows in one great bundle. All you have to do is go to uh, MyPillow.com. You click on the radio listener specials, and you enter the promo code BECK. That's MyPillow.com, the new radio listener specials. You enter the promo code BECK, and you're going to find all of their specials. You can also call them at 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com. And now the Glenn Beck Program proudly presents... Wake up, John Doe. There are so many complaining political speeches. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. Now look, now I'm going to talk now, about us, no. the average guys, the John Doe's. He's the man the ads are written for. That's right. And it's because of the slimy politics that we have all this unemployment here. Signed a disgusted American citizen. Well, well. It's wonderful. They'll believe him. Let's see what you look like when you protest. Against what? Against anything. Just protest. What are you after? I mean... Money. Money. What do you want? A journalistic career? Money. Money. Unless he says something that's sensational, it's just no good. Just protest. Amateur journalism. What do you want? A journalistic career? Money. Money. Well, I'm glad to hear somebody admit it. Money. 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 Why don't we tear the building down? To most of you, your neighbor is a stranger. A guy with a barking dog and a high fence around him. Now, you can't be a stranger to any guy that's on your own team. So tear down the fence that separates you. Tear down the fence and you'll tear down a lot of hates and prejudices. That man's right, honey. No, 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 no. I don't think anybody will listen. What? May I remind you that I picked you up out of the gutter and I can throw you right back there again? Money. 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 Just protest. I've had the whole army and navy out searching for you because he's in the oil business. Just protest. Money. 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 With the newspapers and the radio stations that these gentlemen control, we can kill the movement deader than a doornail. We'll do it too the moment you step out of line. I know a lot of you are, are saying, what can I do? I'm just a little punk. I don't count. Well, you're dead wrong. The little punks have always counted because in the long run, the character of a country is the sum total of the character of its little punks. So? So? The trouble with the world is nobody gets a hoot about his neighbor. These gentlemen and I know what's best for the John Doe's of America, regardless of what tramps like you think. You're the fake. We believe in what we're doing. Well, that certainly is a new law. I guess I've seen everything now. The free people can beat the world at anything, from war to tiddlywinks, if we all pull in the same direction. 
You better start right now. Don't wait till the game is called on account of practice. Wait, wait, wait. Wake up, John Doe. You're the hope of the world. Yeah, hello, America. Uh, we invite you to join us as we fight the good fight and we stand behind you. Let's stand together as... As the other side just said, there is power in numbers, and we do not fight to silence anyone. We fight against the silencing of everyone. Uh, we would ask you to join us at blazetv.com. If you find any of our work valuable, if you find anything that you hear on the radio or uh, on our television programs, or if you like Stephen Crowder and Mark Levin and uh, and uh, Ali Best Stuckey, who has got an interview, I think, with uh, Governor Kent uh, Kemp today from um, from Georgia. If you find any of that stuff valuable, join us at the Blaze TV. Become a member of the team. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. If you use the uh, promo code control, you're going to save 20% right now. Use the promo, contro- uh, promo code control at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Do it now. Join us. There's power in numbers. And we all better hang together or we will certainly hang separately. Well, between the news, appointment TV, endless scrolling on our phones, we're looking at our screens, unfortunately, more than ever. But how do you rest your eyes without feeling totally unplugged? Well, put on a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds and listen to something great. Whether you're listening to your favorite podcast, an audiobook, or working out to a pumped-up playlist, Raycons are built to perform anywhere, anytime, with water and sweat-resistant construction and seamless Bluetooth pairing. There are no dangling wires or white stems that are poking out of your ears. They're really comfortable, come in a variety of colors for maximum style and six hours of playtime, so you can unplug for a good long while. Best part? Raycon wireless earbuds start at half the price of premium audio brands like Apple. So you can pick up a pair and a spare. Right now, get 15% off Raycons at buyraycon.com slash back. That's buy, B-U-Y, raycon.com slash back. 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds, buyraycon.com slash back. Our spotlight sponsor this half hour is Alliance Defending Freedom, the uh, ADF. More and more, we are seeing government overreach and from the officials in Washington, D.C., and it is not getting any better. Uh, It's not just happening in Washington, D.C. It's also happening all across the country, and it is threatening, really, our constitutional freedoms. And in times like this, the courts are the best hope for preserving our fundamental rights. And there is one organization leading the way. It's the Alliance Defending Freedom. They win about 80% of their cases. They've been doing this for 25 years, protecting religious liberty, sanctity of human life, free speech, parental rights, marriage, family, all at no cost to their clients. We must help support them. The uh, legal battle is just beginning. Go to adflegal.org slash back, adflegal.org.
Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Well, Biden yesterday said he shares the CDC's director's sense of, quote, impending doom. We're back to that, Joe Biden. I thought it was all fixed because they were going to fix this within the first hundred days. No, no, no. Please wear a mask. Wear a mask for a friend. Wear two or three masks if you have to. This is not over. We're entering now the most dangerous part. And Fauci is all on board. So who are these uh, unelected bureaucrats that are absolutely changing the way America lives and the way America thinks? Steve Dace is here to talk all about it in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. And it is the Glenn Beck Program, and that's what's so exciting about it. Uh, Norma, she lives in Tampa. She writes in about the experience her dog has had with rough greens. She says, after four days, my white lab's hot spots on her skin weren't bothering her as much as they had been before. Also, at 13, she wasn't eating very much as she was before. But so far, with rough greens, she's cleaning her bowl. It's great to see that it keeps her going because she's a great dog. Thank you, Rough Greens. Thank you so much, uh, Norma, for writing in and telling us uh, this. We've been telling you about Rough Greens for a while. It's not a food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on the dog's food. It has probiotics, minerals, antioxidants. It's a... It's all the sciencey sounding stuff and all the stuff that you hate when somebody tells you you need it in your food. Uh, but it has helped my dog Uno not only be a uh, not only eat, but also be a healthier dog and run around. I came home yesterday and he was swimming. He just decided to go for a swim. And I'm like, what? You've never done that before. Uh, and I appreciate the fact that he was wet for about eight hours after that. But um, it, my dog has changed with Rough Greens. Now, this is the bag here. I've got it in my hands. This is the bag that is a free bag of Rough Greens for you just to try out. You just call them at 833-GLEN-33 or go to roughgreens.com slash back. They'll send you this bag. You just sprinkle it onto your dog's food. It's about a tablespoon. And make sure that they like it as much as Uno does. <clears throat> Once you get that and you know for sure they're going to like it, then get a uh, get a bag of Rough Greens and watch the difference in your dog over the coming months. It's remarkable. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Wow. Joe Biden. Joe Biden is, well, he's he's very worried. Because yesterday, can we play the CDC director and what she had to say about the coming pandemic and how it's going to get worse? I'm going to pause here. I'm going to lose the script. And I'm going to reflect okay. on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. Okay, we stop, have stop, so stop, much stop. I can't take it. I've only heard this and now I'm watching it on the blaze. Stu, did you happen to see this? I heard it. I, I heard the audio okay, of it. Watch yeah. the screen. Watch mm. the screen. This is hysterical. Go ahead. Play I'm going to pause the here. I'm going to lose the script. Gonna and I'm going to reflect script. on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. Stop. <laughs> Stu, what have you noticed there? She seems very upset. Uh, uh, no. Are you watching her eyes? Yeah. 
Oh, she's, she's reading, reading it? Yeah. the script. It does look like she's reading it, yeah. She absolutely is. I'm going to toss <laughs> the script. She's reading all of that. Okay, go ahead. We have so much to look forward to, so much promise and potential of where we are, and so much reason for hope. But right now, I'm scared. I'm speaking today not necessarily as your CDC director, and not only as your CDC director, but as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter, to ask you to just please hold on a little while longer. I so badly want to be done. I know you all so badly want to be done. We are just almost there, but not quite yet. So sincere and uh, and so scared. And Joe Biden says that he shares that sense of impending doom. And here to talk about it is our our one and only Steve Dace. Hello, Steve. Morning, Glenn. How are you? I got to say, every time I hear from our CDC director, I get a sense of impending doom as well. Doom too. I do too. (laughs) I do too. Uh, tell me, you have written a book about Fauci uh, and uh, the most, you say, the most powerful man. Uh, uh, I can I can barely read the cover from here. I'm sorry. Uh, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history. That's quite a statement. 14, 15 months ago, Glenn, we didn't know who Anthony Fauci was. Yeah. And in that short amount of time, uh, he has, without a single vote cast, even by mail, not a single vote cast, has rearranged the lives of every American, every American family, every American business, every American school, every American church. Need I go on to the point, can we actually step outside our homes and breathe free air? That is now a current debate now, if that's not the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history, then by golly, I don't want to know who is. Well, according to the CDC and Joe Biden, if we let our guard down now, we'll see the virus get worse, not better. And I know that Texas let its guard down about 20 days ago, and uh, we're still declining uh, in hospitalizations and infections. This book is a reference guide, Glenn. It it has more references and footnotes than pages. And a lot of it is how often and and frequently these people have been wrong. Anthony Fauci told Christy Nome she was going to have 10,000 people in the hospital. She never had more than 600. The last time we heard this emotional lament from our new CDC director, it was her unveiling a map of where it is safe to go to school and for the kids to do extracurricular activities. And Glenn, International Falls, Minnesota was the only place in the dead of freaking winter, Glenn, was the only place safe for kids to be fully back in-person learning with extracurricular activities. I mean, that's just obviously defies any form of common sense. On and on and on it goes. Um, They have lied repeatedly, gaslighted us repeatedly. The previous CDC director told us that a useless face diaper from China would protect him from (laughs) COVID-19 even more than the vaccines. We might as well go outside and rain dance, moon dance. This is flat earth voodoo. It has to stop. And that's why for this book, we bypass the normal publishing process of hardcovers and distribution that takes six months we got to get this in as many people's hands as we can right now. We went right to paperback, but that means we can only sell it at Amazon. That's the only place on earth we could 
get an audience of this size, this many books. And so that's where you have to get it, unfortunately. But it's got all the information we need to take this to our legislatures, our governors, our city councils, our boards of health, and end this farce once and for all. You call it the Faucian bargain. Uh, that's the name of the book. Um, and I, I love the uh, title, actually, uh, for all of its uh, all of its meaning. W- tell me what you're going to find in this book. I'm an average citizen. I, you know, I, I'm I'm up on it, but not really. Uh, what what what's in here that is going to help me go to my school board and and to my uh, community and to my senators and congressmen? All the facts and all the data you've largely not been told or shared. There was a recent survey that found our media was the most negative in the world for yeah. COVID-19. I, I, I woke up this morning and I had a UK physician who has written a book and has 60,000 Twitter followers come at me. First thing I see this morning is he comes at me for fake news. And he makes this claim that 0.25% of all people in the UK have died of COVID-19. I just did the math of population and death in three seconds. That's not true. That's his own. That's his. I mean, this is a doctor with a book and 60,000 Twitter followers. You know, this isn't, you know, uh, Pez dispenser me 14 with five people following him. And, and so it, this goes on constantly. I've never seen a stream of dis- disinformation like this. People like you and I that have been in this conservative media game for a long time, we've been told for 20 years we need to be more like Sweden. Suddenly we forgot Sweden. Rectum barely knew him. We don't know what a Sweden is. It's like they fell off a map, never existed. The amount of gaslighting that's gone on here, it will all be debunked in this book. And it calls into question, you know, we have numerous elected officials have endorsed this book. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, Senator Rand Paul, Senator Ted Cruz, Congressman Chip Roy. And I'm already bugging those people that are in Washington. We need a 9-11 tribunal, Glenn, to get answers to the two most important questions of this past year that are raised by this book. Number one, how come... Only experts with one particular narrative were considered experts and were mainstreamed and were used by the White House Coronavirus Task Force, our own media, etc. When we had experts from the very beginning, from Oxford, the number one university in the world, Harvard, Yale, Carnegie Mellon, Glenn, these are all places that believe in global warming and 57 genders, too. And they all thought this was flat earth junk science, these lockdowns, and yet they were totally ignored. We give you all their names, all their citations in this book. We need to know the answer to that. And then number two that we have to get an answer to is what changed from February 28th of last year to March 11th. On February 28th, 2020, Anthony Fauci wrote in the New England Journal of Medicine that when we got done with this, when we looked at the IFR, the infection fatality rate for COVID-19, it would be that of about a a bad pandemic flu. That's where Trump got his, it's a bad flu talking point. Trump just parroted Fauci his entire final year of his administration. And now look what happened. He's not in the White House. And so he wrote that on February 28th, Glenn. On March 11th, just 11 days later, and just three days after he went on 60 Minutes and told Americans not to wear masks, three days later after that, and 11 days after he wrote that in the New England Journal of Medicine, he went to Congress, said that this was going to be basically Captain Tripp's college basketball and the NBA shut down that night. The country was shut down less than a week later and for the better part of the next year. What changed? What new piece of data did Anthony Fauci acquire? What, what information stream did he get access to from February 28th to March 8th when he was singing a totally different song to March 11th when he sounded the shofar on this thing? We need to know the answer to that. And there's two reasons why, Glenn. Number one, 
so that we never fall for this form of authoritarianism ever again. But then number two, when, when we finally do get a contagion that may actually be a, a, hist- a history book or biblical level event, and now we've conditioned a bunch of our people to just ignore it because Anthony Fauci is such a fraud. We need to get to the bottom of the truth here, Glenn. Well, uh, they're going to. I mean, they already know the truth. And now the White House is targeting an ad campaign for conservatives. Uh, and they're uh, trying to get the conservatives because they know they're going to be extra hard. They've already gotten all the liberals, they say, to to get the vaccines. Now they just need the conservatives. And so they've got a, a very slick ad campaign that will uh, will convince us all that we all have to get uh, the uh, the vaccine uh, and, uh, and, and a passport to be able to go back to our lives. This is almost like, I mean, I hate to say this, but if, if they weren't trying to condition us for something in the future, Glenn, what would they be doing differently? Oh, nothing. Nothing. So it's yeah. just a matter of whether this is a, an accidental proto version of something to condition us for in the future, or it's intentional malevolence, but the, the end result is just the same. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I hope the vaccines work. They're experimental vaccines. There is some con- conflicting data that's out right now. Every day I look, I get one source, it's conflicting. I get another, it's positive. There's very positive vaccination data right now coming out of Governor DeSantis's Florida, where they have emphasized seniors with, with one of the largest senior populations, for example. So what I would tell my audience, and you know, I told my audience in the very beginning, vitamin D, vitamin C, work out, get outside, get in the sun. Um, if you've got elderly, if anybody has a sniffle or a cold, you know, social distance, unless you test negative. I mean, we haven't just put our heads in the sand on our show about this whatsoever, but we've actually followed established science like Rand Paul was grilling Anthony Fauci with uh, about a week ago in the Senate. When it comes to this vaccine, what I've urged my audiences, unless you're in a high risk group, or you're elderly, first of all, why are you getting in the way of somebody in the high-risk group anyway? That's kind of selfish. Let them go first. And then secondly, just observe the real-time data. Uh, We didn't go through a normal FDA approval process, so just observe the real-time data about efficacy and safety. Pretty much, unless you're under the age of, you're over the age of 75 with an immune deficiency, um, this virus, if you were to get it, you're going to survive it about 99.6% of the time. So I don't know why you'd be in a hurry to rush out and get an experimental vaccine under those conditions anyway, if you weren't in those groups. I mean, Glenn, the median age of death for COVID in America is 78. That's the average lifespan in America. Let me let me read something that a blue check mark uh, wrote yesterday. Vaccine passports are a good idea. Among other things, it will single out the still large contingent of people who refuse vaccines, who will be foreclosed from doing a lot of things their peers can do. It will help break the resistance down. Your thoughts on that? Um, my thoughts are the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendment uh, amendments to the Constitution have a few things to say about singling people out, creating different classifications of people. No person shall be denied life, liberty, or property without due process of law. That's the Fifth Amendment. The Fourteenth Amendment, the Equal Protection Under the Law Clause. 
What's happening here is these people are using this to show you what their true malevolent intentions are. If you're pro-vaccination, this is, and you're reasonable, this is the worst messaging you could possibly ask for. You're, you're basically begging people who have already seen their, their livelihoods taken away. I said a friend, a, a pastor from my church just texted me, their kid in the public school was just told to start bringing a second mask because they sweat too much during recess, so they need a oh backup. Gosh. And I'm like, why don't they just have them do rain dances? You know, just might as well do, you know, moon <laughs> dances uh, for the second recess. It'll be just as effective. And so the, they, they just, these people are tyrants, authoritarians. They cannot wait to impose on you. And that's another reason why we had to get this book out in as many people's hands as possible. I think a lot of people, uh, I would urge, uh, I've never done this before. I mean, by going straight to paperback, I'm going to make a lot less money on this because it's the information that's important. Buy extra copies. Send them to people that, you're pan- that are panic-stricken, elderly, you're, you're elderly that have been isolated. Stop doing that. If they've been vaccinated, there's no reason for you to continue isolating with them. The amount of junk science here, literally headlines this morning that say, yes, the vaccines worse, work, but here's why you still must wear a mask. This is absolute authoritarian garbage with one exception, Glenn. There, there is... There is one exception here that doesn't make this all flat earth voodoo. Would you like to know what it is? Yes. The one exception would be as if the virus is not a natural phenomenon. Because if it's a natural phenomenon, what these people are asserting, this is what Rand was pointing out to to Anthony Fauci. Uh, What you're asserting, uh, and this is Scott Atlas's great frustration, we are violating the established laws and precedents of virology, immunology, and biology. So the only reason we would violate those is if this is not entirely a natural phenomenon. If indeed it was either originated or altered or engineered or modified in a lab. And therefore, if it's been synthesized at all, then then we may be outside the natural laws of science. And then maybe we do have to look at things differently. But then that would make Anthony Fauci guilty of treason for lying to the American people for a year and funding the Wuhan Virus Institute at the same time. Steve Dace, thank you so much. The uh, name of the book is The Fauci and Bargain. Uh, You can find it on Amazon right now. The Fauci and Bargain by Steve Dace. Uh, Go there now. By the way, his uh, name is spelled like peace, except with a D, and it's pronounced Dace. So you figure it out. Um, You can find him now at Amazon.com, and he uh, is on the Blaze Radio Network right after uh, this program. Doug lives in Colorado, the outdoorsy type. He enjoys hiking the mountains. I don't know why. I mean, we've we've invented cars. Anyway, um, with age, there's the gradual wearing down of the body, and it started to catch up with Doug. Um, you know, he, he didn't do the healthy thing, which is rest a lot and just watch TV, which has worked for me my whole life. Anyway, the pain in his knees and his feet got so bad that he was no longer able to hike without stopping to rest, uh, along the ways. Um, he started to feel as though he was going to lose his favorite pastime. And that's when he discovered relief factor. I want you to go to relieffactor.com like, like Doug did. He realized, he said, um, in a few weeks, the pain was basically all gone. You can get your life back like Doug did, like I did, by going to relieffactor.com. Works for about 70% of the people who try it. It's relieffactor.com, 800 relieffactor.com. 10-second station ID.
You know, I really like the idea of a vaccine passport because not only will you know, not only will it break the resistance down of those who are still resisting, um, but we could also have some official tracking so we know who those people are talking to and gathering with. And then just alert those people that they talk to. Let them know that if, you know, they continue to be around that person, we'll need to track them and put them on a list because they may be part of the problem as well. And uh, that would really help break the backs of those who uh, resist. Oh, and we can encourage the insurance agency um, to stop providing coverage, you know, or increase the cost until those people comply with this common sense approach, you know. It would be very helpful uh, for the total control of those who step out of line. And w- maybe we could even add, you know, add this into their ESG score. You know, ooh, we could develop a social credit score and punish those who disagree. Ooh, we could put them in a prison, a re-education camp with the Uyghurs. Wouldn't that be great? We could develop a little ad, uh, you know, or app that you could download on your phone and it will tell you all the things our dear leader Biden said on that day. And then you have to read them and the government will check to see if you read them. It'll be great. We'll be China in no time. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Timeshare termination team. Somewhere along the line, if you found yourself the less than proud owner of a timeshare, uh please please take the time today five minutes and call timeshare termination team have you used your timeshare have you used it since covid if you did try to use it did you get what you were promised and are you still paying all of the fees of course you are of course you are uh today is the day you need to start the process of getting out and ending the madness i want you to call timeshare termination team at 888 get you out 888 get you out learn about their 100 percent money back exit guarantee at timeshare termination team go there now timeshare termination team you'll get 20 percent off when you ter- uh, when you terminate your timeshare if you tell them that i sent you so make sure you do that 20 percent off 888-GET-YOU-OUT, 888-GET-YOU-OUT. They have a 100% money-back exit guarantee at TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. All right, head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is control. You'll get 20% off your subscription to Blaze TV. You'll get Glenn Beck, Studios America, Steve Dace, and much more. This is uh, this is the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, w- welcome to the program. I'm glad you're here. Uh, you know, Steve Dace was just talking about what is happening um, uh, with the passports and everything else. And Stu, you and I were talking off the air that just the messaging of uh, the the vaccine from the government is is the biggest detriment to getting a vaccine they're they're not saying about how great it is and just get the vaccine then everything will go back to normal what they're saying is 
get the vaccine. You still probably have to isolate. You still have to wear masks. Oh, and we're going to get passports for everybody. Right. It's like I'm just <laughs> the worst messaging campaign of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it goes back to what Steve was talking about, I think, uh, in, in the in, in the interview that we had the most negative coverage of covid in the world and and this continues you listen now look health officials and scientists are going to say things uh, that aren't necessarily about messaging they shouldn't be they they shouldn't be focused on messaging per se right but like you it's i think a lot of this is the media who is taking this information is there a small chance after you get vaccinated that you could still be infected yes it's possible obviously these things are 95 percent effective not 100 percent so yes there's a chance is there a chance that you could spread to someone else it seems possible but incredibly rare so why would you focus on that when you talk about vaccine passports and you talk about um all of these sorts of uh of things um you know when it comes to uh, well you still have to wear a mask and you still can't gather you know what maybe by july 4th you'll be able to gather with a group of other vaccinated people in your backyard it's a it's terrible messaging now so far we have not crossed the line where the supply and demand are out out of out of whack i mean you know the 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 people who do not want to get the vaccine has decreased over the past few months uh we're down you know now south of 20 percent of people and it keeps as as they're shown to be effective it keeps going down but we're gonna get we're gonna hit that point eventually and there's no reason to 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 make that point happen any earlier than than it needs to. The messaging sh- from our government should be: if you get the vaccine, or honestly, if you've had COVID already, as as you and I, Glenn, are COVID nineteen survivors. Yes. Uh, if you've had it already, like it's time to go back <clears throat> to normal life. You yes. know, and at some point, especially now that there's enough supply. And mm-hmm. I know in Texas this week, they started out anyone over 16 can get it. We're at the point now where if you don't want to get it, if you're a person who says, I don't want to get the vaccine, you're just going to take on your own risk, right? It's now available for you. If, if, if you don't want to take it, it's a, different, it's a different calculus than back in March and April when we didn't know where it was. We didn't have testing. We didn't have treatments. We didn't have a vaccine. And people were getting it no matter, even when they were trying to avoid it. Now, if you're at the point where you don't want to participate in this stuff, you shouldn't have to, and you right. should be able to just take on your own risk. But see, that is not the plan. You can't, you're, you have to lose your individual choice mm. for us to be able to build back better or to go back to a new normal. You have to lose your choice and they are already doing it already today. We have talked about the forced vaccine and the campaign to uh, belittle people and the campaign with passports to make sure that you don't get your freedoms back unless you do what the government says. We told you about a a, um, school district in Virginia that is taking away and 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 actively saying and stating on Facebook that they are going to silence all opposition to their critical race theory teaching, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now let me tell you what we're going to talk about tomorrow. On tomorrow night's show at 9 p.m., we have been talking about ESG. That's Environment, Social Justice, and Governance Scores. If you've been watching my show, you remember how the environment and going green is being used to bend people to the government's will. Tomorrow, I'm going to expose the S in ESG. 
Gone are the days of social justice being used as a political tool. It is now being weaponized by the largest financial institutes in the world. I'm going to cover this more on tomorrow's program, but I will tell you that pointing this out in one show, one mention, has already made me a target of the financial industry. The information that I will share with you scares the crap out of the banks and investment firms that are involved. And I do not believe that most of the people that are involved in these financial institutions have a nefarious bone in their body. They are not trying to control your life. They just haven't thought it through. Now, that means on the lower levels. I believe the upper levels know exactly what they are doing, and they think they're doing the right thing. They're telling us that this is not going to affect the little guy at all. It's just for your educational use so you can know who to invest in. Really? So aren't the banks then controlling the investments by telling you that you should probably be investing in this institution or this particular business because the others aren't really socially acceptable? It's not surprising to me in the slightest that these institutions can't grasp how this is going to affect the individual because they couldn't care less. They couldn't care less. They really couldn't. Why would they care about you? We're the ants. We are the last because of the the um, the uh, Biden or the uh, the Frank, the Dodd Frank bill that went through after 2008's crash. The banks can now look at you as the lender of last resort. So they take your money and you're last in the line to get any money. And when I say take your money, I mean the money that you have in their bank. So this is what they think of you. I want to show you. This is John Kerry after being asked what would happen to the oil workers that just lost their job because of the pipeline. Listen. What President Biden wants to do is make sure those folks have better choices, that they have alternatives, that they can be the people who go to work to make the solar panels. So if you're somebody that, you know, has been educated to uh, work on a pipeline and that's your skill, just go get a new education and, you know, forget about your family right now. You just just go back to school, get an education and then find a job in the solar panel industry. It's just that easy. They see control, they see power and they see a whole lot of dollar signs to boot. I want to show you a chart. If you're watching Blaze TV right now, take a look at this graphic. If you're just listening to us. Let me describe what's currently on the screen. This is a representation of what the people pushing all of this plan to do. Now, the image is taken from their own reports. It depicts the flow of money. Those that control the money are at the very top. They funnel the money cash down through the investment firms and the banks. That money then goes to industry as a whole. But in the middle of the image, they propose a disruption. They plan to turn off the funds going to where they deem are high carbon and towards entities that are low carbon. 
as I will show you tomorrow night, this includes those people who are or are not woke enough. Now, to the banks claiming that this won't hurt the individual. Tell me this. What happens to everyone associated in any capacity to the companies, the cities, the towns that operate on the left side of this graphic, those considered high carbon and not woke enough? What happens to those people? Well, they will tell you, well, you just have to move to the other side. Well, that's taking away my freedom of choice, and it's it's not uh, this is why libertarians have got to lose the mantra of, well, it's private business. This is now a cabal of business. They are working in tandem to control. What happens to the West Virginia coal town? It's already struggling as it is, but now it has to deal with all their investments being pulled one by one. When the coal mine is forced to shut down, what happens to the corner drugstore? The popular cafe everybody likes to have breakfast in. The hardware store that's been in business since the town was founded. Tell us. Tell us what happens to those individuals, to those businesses. Because I don't think they're going to buy. This is for educational purposes only. What happens to the college town that you may live in? If the university takes a stand to go against critical race theory, they're turning the coin on go woke, go woke, go broke to go woke or we'll force you to go broke. How many scholarships will be lost when their low ESG score dries up all the cash? How many less bodies walking into local businesses will that mean? How long before the little college town can't last if it stands against the woke theory? How many parents are going to be forced to pay the last bit of their savings to to go to an out-of-state, more expensive school. See, these are the factors that they are not putting in their equation. They don't consider you because they don't consider the individual. The individual in this theory and our coming society does not matter. The largest banks and financial institutions all around the world are currently redirecting money by the trillions of dollars they don't care about the trickle-down effects, the new ghost towns that it will create, the closed businesses, the joblessness, and the 401k and retirement funds that will begin drying up bit by painful bit. This is all about control, and it all fits in. The COVID virus, the control of your schools, control of your children, control where you can go, when you can go, the destruction of your business, and now the ESG. Can anyone see how this all fits together? This is not a conspiracy theory. This is, as I showed you, that chart, that's from their own website. This is, this is their theory, not mine. We're going to show you tomorrow night directly from their own reports how they plan to weaponize social justice and re-engineer our society in probably the largest power grab in history. I'll show you how they're going to do it. Examples of it taking place right now and where it all began. I'll not only show you how it's moved on from college campuses and now been injected directly into big businesses, but how it is now being pushed in grade school. 
you will be forced to comply unless you stand together now. That's tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV and YouTube. It is the Wednesday night special titled Comply or Die, How America Will Enforce Total Wokeness. As you know, your world is changing. In fact, the world that you, the America that you thought you lived in growing up is gone, long gone. And its fate was sealed, I believe, uh, on January 20th of this year. The America that you and I grew up in is gone. Now, that doesn't mean you give up. It means we better wake up and fight together. If you're looking to uh, join a a group that can help you in your maturity, save money, there are lots of options. But AMAC, AMAC is, I think, the best. AMAC is the Association of a Mature American Citizen. The Association of Mature American Citizens is, is a place that will not only give you all of the you know, benefits and the discounts and everything else that you want and you deserve and need, but also it's an advocacy group. They, they actually will fight for the things that you believe in. This, this group was started uh, because of Obamacare, <clears throat> because they knew the leading advocacy group <clears throat> for seniors was not doing anything. In fact, they were working against the interest of seniors because they would get all kinds of benefits. It was sick to watch them do it. And that's why AMAC was formed. And they have been fighting and fighting and fighting, you know, against runaway debt, national security, sovereignty over our unchecked borders. They believe in the sanctity of life and they will push back against the radical left. AMAC, there is power in numbers. Please join amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you've tuned in today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, trial uh, in Minnesota coming up in uh, in just a second. Also, I think the story coming out of Georgia today is very interesting. Yeah, I think so, too. They're trying to paint this in the new Jim Crow law. Uh, Jim Crow laws where they're trying to restrict voting access. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, it's so ridiculously overblown. A lot of this comes from Biden's press conference where he said they're not even going to allow people to drink water. Uh, they're going to they're going to dehydrate people into not voting. Uh, true. You know, the Georgia true. bill. No, it's not true at all. The Georgia no, bill just prohibits any money or gifts, including but not limited to food and drink to an elector. And then, uh-huh. of course, you can have self-service water from an unattended receptacle or you can have poll workers handing out water, but you can't have mm-hmm. outside groups handing out food and water at the polls. Well, this is going to disaffect those people who are extraordinarily thirsty yeah. <laughs> on uh, on Election Day. Uh, it's a disorder that a lot of people, it's a minority, of course, uh, yeah, but di- a lot of people mm-hmm. still that uh, have this thirst disorder. And the, the Republicans just don't want them to to vote or really survive yeah, because we, if they're standing in line we, and they don't have water mm-hmm. dead yeah we found more and more uh, minority communities are uh, affected by being parched 
uh, than white yes. families. They all yes. are. They're all they, completely satisfied. Exactly right. Liquids. Exactly right. This is the Glenn Beck program. The Glenn Beck program. So we need to talk about the trial of uh, of Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin is the police officer that is now accused of second-degree murder. Uh, I thought maybe there's something in there that you should uh, be aware of and how this thing is. This is made to be an explosion, and I'll explain that in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So how much money do you have in your savings account that's just put over to the side, you know, just for, you know, car repairs? Because I know everybody does that. You know, you get like a tax refund and you're like, oh, I got to put a couple thousand dollars over here just because that car repair is going to happen. Nobody does that. There's never a good Bill Gates driving down the street and his car goes south uh, there's no way that even he thinks, oh, well, doesn't bother me at all. I've got so much money I could. Buy. There's never a good time for a car to go down, especially when it's not under warranty anymore. That's why you need protection from Car Shield. It can't be beat. They have customizable plans that will fit into your budget because. You get to help design it. You'll have the peace of mind that comes with knowing you're covered when that stupid check engine light comes on. Uh, that's the one chip I wouldn't mind seeing go away. Anyway, you cover your car with Car Shield uh, because I have it because I intend to drive my cars until the doors fall off, but that's a different problem. Car Shield is there to help, you know, if your door falls off. Car repairs are not cheap, especially when everything is run on now hard to get computer chips. They were expensive before, but don't get caught unprepared when your car has to go into the shop. It's Car Shield. CarShield.com. Don't be on the hook for thousands of dollars. Get Car Shield coverage now. CarShield.com. Use the promo code back and you'll save 10%. CarShield.com. Promo code Beck. Deductible may apply. All right. So Derek Chauvin, the trial has now started and both the prosecution and the defense have given their opening statements. The prosecution is honing in on the amount of time that George Floyd was being restrained. The defense is focusing on George Floyd's continuous struggle with drug addiction and health problems, including a heart condition. But let's state the the ridiculous obvious right up at the beginning. This case is way more than whether a cop committed murder. This is the latest attempt to further the lie that racism is rampant in our country, and they're using the death of a civilian and taking advantage of the emotions of a family and of the country to ignore some facts and some evidence. I don't want to set this guy free nor convict him in the media. I haven't seen all of the evidence. Neither have you. But the defense started uh, uh, with the fact that there are 50,000 pieces of evidence in total for this case. But this case is being painted as something that it isn't. This case is about two people 
Derek Chauvin and George Floyd. That's what this is about. And the prosecution has stated in the opening statements, quote, this case is about Derek Chauvin and not the police or the Minneapolis Police Department. That's great. I wish it was about that. But with the establishment media, they have already taken this case, as they do with every case, and giving it the meaning they always do. Another sign of racism in America. And George Floyd family has already bought into that narrative, claiming, quote, Derek Chauvin trial is a referendum on how far America has come. Do you understand the danger of that statement? Because if you do not convict Derek Chauvin for, for Chauvin for some reason or another, it will show that America is racist. Our judicial system is not set up that way. Our judicial system in, uh, it demands that this is all about the individual and not about uh, some other bigger uh, picture. This is all about the individual. If it becomes about the bigger picture, we're in trouble. You won't get real justice. You'll get somebody with an axe to grind, and they'll blame that and say, you know what, by punishing this guy, it helps this problem over here. That is not justice. The New York Times released an article, Sharpton and Crump warn that the world is watching as witnesses begin to testify. Here's a line from the article. Quote, America is on trial to see if we have gotten to the place where we can hold police accountable if they break the law. Well, I hope that we have gotten to that place. I think we have been at that place for a while, but that's not what they're asking. They have already decided that he is guilty. Now, how are you expected to get a fair trial if everyone just assumes you're guilty? How can anyone with articles like this, turning the temperature up for everybody in America who already believes the lies that this country is irreparably damaged by racism. How do you get a fair trial? All this is doing is getting people worked up to a point to where if the trial doesn't go their way, things will get violent. It will be much, much worse than Rodney King. It will be much, much worse than O.J. Simpson. This is extraordinarily dangerous. We cannot have a country where our criminal justice system is so polarized and politicized that you can't get a fair trial without fears of more crime and more harm being done. Now, the first witness that was called yesterday was the 911 operator who handled the 911 call on George Floyd. She stated in her initial testimony that the footage she saw of George Floyd's arrest was unusual and disturbing. But my question is, which footage is she talking about? If you're watching The Blaze, you will see this footage. Was it this footage that she was talking about? Watch. I didn't know, man. So, Get out of the car. I didn't know about Here he is in the car. Resisting arrest. Stop moving. Put your hands on your back then. I'm not going to do nothing. Stay in the car. Hey, you come back. Stay in the car. 
Stop resisting that. Yes, you are. Now they're putting him in the back of the police car. Take a seat. I'm going in. No, you're not. I gotta go in. Take a seat. Grab a seat. He won't bend to get into the car. I'm not that kind of guy, man. Take a seat. I'm gonna die here. He says, I've got, I, I don't want COVID and I'm going to die. Now, was it that? Because I never saw that footage. Do you know why? Because the attorney general, Keith Ellison, deemed that footage too shocking for the public to view. That's more shocking than the police officer kneeling on his back? Really? Because I don't find that part shocking. Why would this footage be hidden by Keith Ellison? You see, this is far more than a simple racist murder from a racist cop. They have charged Derek Chauvin with second-degree murder. Now, a person can be charged with second-degree murder if a person causes the death of a human being without intent of killing them, but you're committing or attempting to commit a felony offense, all right? So you can be charged with a second-degree murder if the death was caused without the intent, quote, uh, uh, of murder, but while intentionally inflicting or attempting to inflict bodily harm upon the victim. So if you are restrained and uh, you are trying to, quote, protect the victim and you are intentionally harming him, then you can be charged in Minnesota with second degree murder. Now, I just showed the footage that Ellison didn't want anybody to see where he is pulled out of the car, he's resisting arrest, and then they're trying to put him in the back of the squad car for his own protection, and he won't go. He will not bend. And they're like, come on, get into the car, and he won't bend. And he's like, I am getting in the car. You won't let me. But he's not getting into the car. Was he trying to hurt him? There wasn't a, a shortage of cameras filming this whole thing. Are we supposed to believe that hurting George Floyd in front of all of the witnesses and the cameras was the real intent rather than restraining him? Not in a million years would you be able to prove that one way or the other. So what's actually going on here? Is this about justice or is this about making a bigger statement? Now I want to talk to you about the jurors. How is the jury going to be able to handle all this? They see the news. They know what's on the line if they decide that, you know, uh, he's not guilty. They know that violent political groups, what they're wanting them to do, they're from that city. They know they're in trouble if they don't go along with the mob outside. And some of them agree with the mob outside. Now, they should be going in with no facts, no opinions, no headlines. But the media has made this impossible, as did the riots, for a good reason. 
The media has done a lot of this because the jurors have those headlines floating around in their heads. So this has made jury selection very, very interesting. And I want to play something from the New York Times. This is the New York Times on the selecting of the, the uh, jurors. And they, they, there's actual audio of the interviews of each juror. This is Michael Babara uh, speaking uh, with the New York Times criminal justice reporter about the list of questions sent to potential jurors to determine what lens they see the case through. Now, listen carefully to not only the questions and the answers, but how it's being framed by the New York Times. I want to just start with what this jury selection process looked like and felt like. I know you watched it very closely. My sense is that it was always seen as something that was going to be very difficult just to pull off because of how many people have seen this video that's at the center of this case and how many people have developed a pretty strong opinion about what happened. That's right. The judge set aside three full weeks, almost as much time as he set aside for the trial itself, just to pick the jury. And last fall, they sent out a 14-page questionnaire, which was returned by more than 300 jurors who filled this out. And Mm. Sort of a first take at mm. screening jurors for, you know, some of the mundane things like, could you even do this? Do you have young children? Would your job allow you to do it? But more importantly, questions like, what are your attitudes about the criminal justice system? How do you feel about Black Lives Matter? How do you feel about mm. the police? Do you think the police are racist? I mean, just pages and pages of questions and they're trying to get at this really central idea, which is, what is your lens? We're all going to look at the same set of facts here. We're all going to look at the same video. But what lens are you seeing it through? Hmm. Mm. And what did you make of that? What do you think the lawyers are trying to really get at there? Well, the lawyers are using these questions to try to figure out who they want to kick off the jury and who they think will be on their side and they want to keep on. So this is not about these two people or really just the police officer, because the jury is asked just to judge the police officer and what he did. No, no, no. We have to make it about more than that. In a second, I'm going to take a quick one minute break and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to play some of the questions and the important commentary around it from the New York Times. We'll do that in 60 seconds. Oh, man, I wish, uh, you know, I wish people were right when they said, I can't wait for 2021 because 2020 has been a nightmare. And I kept saying, it's going to be worse. Don't even approach me if you have the idea. I can't wait until 2022. If you are moving, your life has been disrupted in more than one way. And you have to have the right real estate agent that uh, can make it a little more fun than a root canal. <laughs> that's the way I think. Uh, that's the way I vo- uh, view moves is it's root canal, especially if you don't have the right real estate agent on either end. The one helping you find the new house, especially if you're going to a new city uh, and the person selling your house. You got to have them working together and and. That's two people that you have to get to know, and they have to get to know you. 
that is difficult if you if you have an agent that is arrogant uh puts you into a little box and is not listening uh, very rarely have i had a real estate agent that really truly listens to what my wife and i are saying when we're talking about buying or selling our house we have done all of the work for you and tried to root through all of the real estate agents in your area and find the ones that have the best track record, have the best customer service uh, record. Um, they know how to sell your house. They know how to price your house and to get the house that you want at the right price. They are uh, not part-time people. These are the people who have done it for a very long time and have the experience that you need. And that's why we call this company that has gone through them and can recommend them to you for free. Real Estate Agents I Trust. Dot com. The name says it all. It's a free service to you. I urge you to do your own interviewing, but you should start or maybe end with realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So what did the prosecution and the defense do? They sent out uh, for these potential jurors over 300 uh, forms and, and had all kinds of question pages and pages of questions about the people so they could figure out who they wanted on the jury and who they didn't. Now, I want you to listen. Here's how they here's how the uh, prosecution was interviewing people and deciding who they were going to have on and who they were going to uh, dismiss. Listen carefully. This is from the daily podcast from the New York Times. Listen. Each of these things is like a cue. It's like you the prosecution and the defense are putting little check marks yeah, I was, I was in their columns. The yes, no, good, bad, pro-defense, anti-defense. Come on up, have a seat. And... There was one woman they asked. Um, you know, there were some people and perhaps very vocal folks who would say that the restrictions that the government placed on people for social gatherings and whatnot uh, went a little too far. How do you feel do you about the COVID restrictions? It's been pretty tough, right? Um, bars, restaurants, gyms. What's your opinion of the there restrictions there? erring on the side of conservatism and just trying to keep it as you know as safe as possible i think also that may have as it turned out gone overboard but then you hear and she said the covid restrictions have been a little too tight so that again is like proxy for kind of conservative attitude that the prosecution wants to avoid so mm. they moved to get her off the jury that's kind of fascinating, Shiloh. So this juror's objections to government restrictions on people's movements during the pandemic was seen by the prosecutors as potentially something that could inform her bias against George Floyd or towards the police? Yeah, I mean, it's a little reductive, but they have all of these indicators and they fit together like pieces of a puzzle and they just don't want too many conservative puzzle pieces, nor do they want someone whose conservative views are really strongly held, mm -hmm. so strongly held that they can't set them aside. Okay, 
So they're so strongly held that they can't set them aside. I don't know if you heard the woman. Uh, she was dismissed, but she said she thought at first uh, the government was, you know, uh, maybe doing and, uh, you know, uh, standing on the side of error for safety. You know, it's better to do a little more than it is to do less. And she thought that was fine. And then maybe perhaps it got a little out of control. Uh, but then again, she said, but then again, you hear reports. So she was not steadfast in this. She was questioning. She was open and didn't know it was this way. But maybe maybe it turned out to be uh, wrong. But then again, you hear reports that say it was right. So I don't know. That's what she was saying. She had to be dismissed. And the New York Times didn't really seem to have a problem with it. Now, let me play the audio for you when we come back of the other side and the questions that the other side was asked. Somebody who uh, seems to believe that the police are racist and what the reporters, how they framed this unbelievable justice in America. More next. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, if you've listened to me for a long time, you might be really sick and tired of hearing me uh, talk about gold, which I say good. It means I've done my job and I have warned you about what is coming and you at least have heard the message. What you do with it, you know, is is up to you and you should call and get information from Goldline. But don't let me talk you into it or anybody else talk you into it. Don't also let anybody talk you out of it. You have to use your own brain and do your own homework uh, and talk to the people that are selling gold and ask them why I buy gold and the way I buy gold. Um, it's a logical reason. You may end up disagreeing with it, but it's logical and it works for my family. You need to find out what's happening in your family and what's right for you because Dollars are going to lose value, and it's coming rapidly, and it's going to happen. When it begins, it's going to happen a lot faster than you can even fathom at this point. So please call Goldline now, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. All right, 20% off your Blaze TV subscription. There's a deal going on right now. Use the promo code CONTROL at blazetv.com slash Glenn. We're talking about the Derek Chauvin trial. Uh, Derek Chauvin is uh, accused of second-degree murder uh, of George Floyd. We all know the story. Uh, or do we? The defense said that there's 50,000 facts that are a part of this uh, trial. I don't know. I, I don't have any idea. I know what I've seen but I am perfectly willing to condemn him if he is indeed guilty and the facts show that. I am also willing to say this was a really tragic mistake, but no law was broken if that's what the facts show. This has to be about the individual and nothing else. It cannot be about uh, racism uh, overall in America or overall in the police department or even the police department in Minnesota. 
But I want you to listen again. I'm going to first play what I just played a few minutes ago, the uh, audio of one of the jurors being interviewed. And I want you to listen to what the New York Times is saying. This woman was asked about covid. It's a covert way of finding out if you're a conservative or not. She was dismissed. Now, listen to this line of questioning. Each of these things is like a cue. It's like you the prosecution and the defense are putting little check marks yeah, yeah, was, in their columns. The yes, no, good, bad, pro-defense, anti-defense. Come on up, have a seat. And there was one woman they asked. Um, you know, there were some people and perhaps very vocal folks who would say that the restrictions that the government placed on people for social gatherings and whatnot uh, went a little too far. How do you feel about the COVID restrictions? It's been pretty tough, right? Um, bars, restaurants, gyms. What's your opinion of the there restrictions there? Erring on the side of conservatism and just trying to keep it as, you know, as safe as possible. I think also that may have, as it turned out, gone overboard, but then you hear and she said the covid restrictions have been a little too tight so that again is like proxy for kind of conservative attitude that the prosecution wants to avoid so they moved to get her off the jury that's kind of fascinating Charlotte. so this juror's objections to government restrictions on people's movements during the pandemic was seen by the prosecutors as potentially something that could inform her bias against George Floyd or towards the police? Yeah, I mean, it's a little reductive, but they have okay, all stop. of these. It's a little reductive. Uh, yeah, I think that's the understatement of the week. Now let me play the third cut. This is a juror that was cut by the, uh, by the defense. Listen to how what he's asked, what he says, and then how the New York Times frames it. Listen. There was this one guy that, who lived in Minneapolis, that and he your, uh, said that he knew that the criminal justice system was biased against he black knew. people. He is a black man. You see a lot of... Uh, black people get killed and no one's held accountable for it and you wonder why or what was the decisions and so with this maybe i'll be in the room to know why and okay. apparently this so, guy's opinions were so strong that the defense exercised its right to remove him from the jury so do we think this. that this man's statements, which for many, many people will seem like statements of fact, that there's discrimination and racism in law enforcement, led to him being taken off the jury? Right. I mean, we don't know exactly, but we can surmise that sort of the sum total of all of his opinions led to him being taken off the jury. The only problem is that a lot of what he said is demonstrably true. We know from study after study that the criminal justice system is biased against black people. And we know that the Minneapolis police do use force against black suspects more than white suspects. So it sort of like became a little bit of a controversy is like, what if you believe the truth? Can that get you kicked off a jury? 
Mm-hmm. 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 What if you know the truth? Now, remember, the first woman said, I think the COVID thing, I think the COVID thing started out good, and then I think they may have gone a bit too far, but I don't know. That's what she was saying. She thinks, and she doesn't know. This guy starts with, I know that there is systematic racism. I know as a black man, you see the number of blacks that are killed and no one is held accountable. I'm wondering if there was a good follow-up question, like what is that number of blacks that you know are killed by police every year and there is there is no justice no one is held accountable i'm wondering if he knows that that number is nine nine and we should point out that and that's the number of unarmed blacks killed by police uh i think it was last last year uh but we should point out that that does not mean that those killings were unjustified for example one of the nine was a guy who previously had a shootout with police previously Mm -hmm. had had a shootout and then was saying he was going to shoot them again but then once once they killed him they realized he actually didn't have a gun this time and that was that's one of the unarmed black people killed in the united Mm -hmm. states that's not to say that there are none that are unjustified some of them are unjustified uh, just and like, those by the way, are the same- never held accountable. Nobody is held accountable for those nine. Not a single person was held accountable for any of the nine. Of course, it's not true at all. At all. And also, <laughs> oh, there were also really? uh, white people in the same circumstances that you don't know their yes. names. Uh, in fact, we, all, we obviously do know that there are more white people killed by police than there are black people killed by police. So, you know, again, it's it's. It's interesting because a lot of this has to do with there are studies that show uh, that indicate that there is in certain departments in particular that there is more force used against African-Americans, though. There's other studies that show the opposite. Uh, You know, one of the one of the real studies back in the 90s, and, and they looked through this data a bunch of different ways, and they said that. Well, yeah, there are there are more incidents with African-Americans when it comes to violence and police officers per capita. However, when you look at the amount of incidents with police uh, the actual number uh, do not hold up. And you could still say, all right, well, you know, maybe it's because there are more incidents uh, with African-Americans because police are racist. Therefore, there are more incidents and that's what's covering you. What's interesting is when they dig into this data, what they find is that's consistent even in crimes where black people are the witnesses reporting other black people. So it winds up not holding up at all because these are crimes. These aren't racist cops who are look going out, finding an African-American walking down the street and accusing them of crime. This is one African-American calling the police and saying, hey, this other African-American is committing a crime. And that's what starts the incident. So the police are listening to the race trader. I guess so. I guess they, uh, I they're mean, taking that, that claim I mean, seriously. I cannot believe how the, well, I can, but how are you going to get a fair trial in America? If your press says, yeah, well, you didn't want too many conservatives on the jury pool. And then this person who says they know things, uh, when they're dismissed, you can be dismissed for 
it's for speaking the truth. Right. The equivalent here would be like, I know there's racism in the police department. And then another person saying, I know there isn't any race, race, uh, racism in the police Correct. department. Someone that says Correct. they don't know or says we have to take these things on an individual basis. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, I know. The, the people say what? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I mean, look, I can Take understand them on an individual base. We don't do that. <laughs> I can understand kicking somebody off the jury. Look, they're they're searching for signals, right? And they see yes. they see some level of COVID skepticism. This person might be conservative. Maybe they like the police more than I want them to. I can understand I, that approach. You know, I I I, 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 I have no problem. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with the questions that they asked, or you know, from what I heard, who they dismissed. I have no problem with that. My my reason for playing this is the way the media is spinning this, because the media is making it a case not about the individual, but about all police and where we are as a nation. And if this jury, by some strange chance, doesn't find Chauvin uh, guilty, there is going to be uh, more violence on the streets and the media's name will be all over it. <laughs> Certainly will. Well, and, and there's a, an impl- implied, what I believe to be racist uh, set of narratives that go on with the media and the left all the time, which is essentially like, look, black people have had a tough go of it here in this country. And certainly, uh, particularly long ago, that's very true. And uh, that you have to understand that they should not be held. What do you expect? They should not be held accountable for the chaos that that ensues if you don't convict X person or this crime happens. They shouldn't be uh, they shouldn't be required to essentially follow these laws. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care. Even if they get this wrong, this guy is a murderer and they let him off. That does not mean Wendy's gets to burn down in your town. It's not an acceptable response from anybody. And to think that lowly of African-Americans that they just can't control themselves to not burn down fast food establishments is is having such an unhealthy view of African-Americans as a whole. We should all expect people to follow the law, including officers, including bystanders, including people who have been wronged by the law. You're white and you're on this jury and you have a family. Do you have full confidence that you will not be doxxed, that your face and your name will not be out in the public if you voted and you were on that jury and you voted one way or another, but he didn't convict, they didn't convict Mm. and you're white. Maybe you voted to convict, but you're white. Do you believe and have confidence that your name's not going to be out in the open and there's and that you're safe? I certainly would. I, I think there's elements of the media that would release it with glee. Glee. Mm-hmm. Glee. Here's the thing. The population is already fired up. The population is demanding action. Weak prosecutors have filed charges based on emotion and fear of repercussions or In the case of Keith Ellison, I believe corruption and agenda. The charges are exaggerated, but never harsh enough. The cases are overreported by the media who twist the facts to fit their own narrative. People have made up their mind before a trial date was even set. And now we're to believe that you can find 12 non-biased jurors that have the strength and the courage 
to make a non-biased decision one way or another. I don't think anybody has a fair shot at a trial anymore in America. Minds are decided before going in. A decided mind is nearly impossible to change. Nobody cares about innocence or guilty of the individual because we are a society all about the collective. We don't care about facts or lies anymore. We care about convictions, preconceived narratives, and progress. If we don't end this cycle, your children will suffer no matter what color they are. Sam lives in Washington. A while back, he was in pretty bad situation. Members of the jury, uh, in pretty bad situation. Uh, he was hearing voices. Has that happened to you? Because if you start hearing voices come out of the blue, <laughs> you need anyway. Uh, he started the the thing started out pretty mild with his back, but within a few months, Sam was having difficulty even standing up from a sitting position, let alone all the other normal things he has to do throughout his day. He was getting frustrated, but fortunately, the answer came fairly quickly for him. He heard me talking about relief factor on the program. He decided, I'm going to give it a try. After all, if it didn't work, he was only out 20 bucks. Well, it did work for him. The pain in his back, he said, that had begun slowly uh, and then finally was unbearable began to slowly melt away it reversed the process it wasn't long before he felt back to himself again he got his life back and so can you with relief factor 70 percent of the people who try go on to order more month after month why would you do that unless it works try the three-week quick start now for only 1995 that's 1995 at relieffactor.com or you can call 800-500-8384 800-500-8384 it's relieffactor.com the glenn Beck program this is the Glenn Beck program. I want to leave you on on this one note. If we make everything about emotion, if we make it about the past, if we make it about anything other than the individual, all of us lose and bad things happen. Let me give you a uh, let me give you a piece of audio a clip from the O.J. Simpson documentary. Listen to one of the jurors and what they said. Do you think that there are members of the jury that voted to acquit O.J. because of Rodney King? Yes. You do? Yes. How many of you think felt that way? Oh, probably 90% of us. 90%? Did you feel that way? Yes. That was payback? Uh-huh. You think that's right? Do you think that's right? And she throws her hands up like, I don't know. No, that's clearly not right. You, you should have been on the Rodney King jury or you work to change the system, but you don't judge someone's guilt or innocence based on things that have nothing to do with that individual. Where is the cry for actual justice here? Tomorrow night, you don't want to miss another episode of our Wednesday night special. Tomorrow, 
is one that will cause us personal, great personal pain. I don't want you to miss it. It's very important information. Join us, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code control. It's the Glenn Beck Program.